Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishbane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Good morning, Las Vegas. What's going on? It is another edition of the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. It is the station so nice, it's on your dial twice. Gotta love that. And we're going to bring you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And, guys, I have decided that we are officially challenging for the FSW Trios Championship. We're making a new title for Joe DeFalco. That's what we're going to do. It's the three of us. Let's do it. I'm Mark Hoke and Andrew Fishfane sitting across from me. What's going on, big Dodger guy? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. That's it? That's it for now. That's all? Okay. Let's let the let let the show start rolling. Okay, we'll we'll let it roll wherever it may. And uh, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Joe, how are you, sir? I'm awake. Oh wow, it's a it's another peppy show. I'm glad I got some sleep last night somehow. I don't know how I did it, but you know, got to. I make... would imagine close your eyes, lay down in bed, and the next thing you knew, you were asleep. Yeah, it was, well, I don't know if it was that simple. I think I ate some, yeah, I, I think I gorged on some pizza my daughter made. Got home and from my long night at K-Dawn and driving. And By the way, Strip is a nightmare. I'd like to, I'd like to thank them for not uh, putting in an access road to the stadium until now. Not good. The, the Tropicana ramp is shut down. That's brilliant. It's a, it's a hoot. A hoot and a holler. No, I was. There was some hollering going on last night. That's for sure. Like, why are you hurting my wallet having to drive around the backside to Flamingo? But anyway, what about your backside? Why are you talking about my backside? You just did. No, the backside of the. Oh, uh, never mind. Where Koval is, you goober. Jiminy Christmas! Andrew Fishfane is just on a roll today. Oh, this is gonna be Better a fun. Better not slip in the butter. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun two hours. I'll tell you that, but wow. All right. Well, let's get down to the news, and I may get on a tangent today. Gee, there's a shock. I may get on a tangent. But, of course, the the biggest story of the week is, of course, the passing of Jay Briscoe from Ring of Honor. And, of course, uh, was employed by Tony Khan right now. Uh, one of the... Uh, Partners of the, of course, Mark Briscoe's partner and 13-time tag team champions in Ring of Honor. and was a two-time Ring of Honor world champion. And if you did not catch the details on this on Tuesday night, uh, he was driving around down in uh, Laurel, Delaware, and uh, a pickup truck crossed over onto his side of the road. Jay was apparently driving a, a pickup truck himself. And there was a head-on collision. Uh, unfortunately, Jay was not wearing a seatbelt. That's kind of sad to know. But uh, Jay was killed instantly in the crash. Uh, his two daughters were also in the car. And uh, both of them were 
in critical condition. They were taken to the hospital, um, and uh, they are apparently doing okay, thank God. Um, they're starting to recover from all this. Um, and let me just pull that section of the stories that I had for for Jay's daughters. Uh, because one of them, unfortunately, uh, Gracie is having issues with her legs that she couldn't feel her legs for a while. She's a 12-year-old, right? She's a 12-year-old. Uh, but she has apparently starting to get feelings down there uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that report came out. So, and uh, apparently uh, JJ is getting her uh, feeding tube removed, so she'll be able to eat again. She's getting a back brace and was able to get into a wheelchair for about an hour. So the the two kids are apparently going to be all right, thank God. But unfortunately, we lost Jay Briscoe, and the wrestling community was very quick to uh, post a lot of incredible stories about Jay and talking about just how terrific a guy he was and a great dad and a mentor. Uh, I couldn't find anything that was resembling a black comment or a negative comment about Jay. Not not that there should be, but when someone dies, generally speaking, people don't come out and say, oh, what an idiot, he deserved it. That doesn't generally happen. You're only going to see people praising him as they should. And, you know, and it was, well, it was a lot of, and it, it was from everybody in the wrestling community. I mean, from all sides, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, um, independence and so on, uh, just universally praised for you know twenty years of work in Ring of Honor. He was he was their first match uh, all those years ago, and um, sadly we lost Jay. And uh, you know, and before we get into the the negative side of this story, guys, uh, your thoughts on Jay Briscoe, uh, Joe? I want to I want to start with you. I didn't know if you had any is- uh, interactions with Jay in the past, but uh, your thoughts on Jay Briscoe and him being gone. I'll tell you what, when my kid mentioned, you know, let me know about it. Uh, it, it was so surreal. You know, the thing is, it's like, yeah, everybody says nice things about somebody after they pass. But what I noticed was that the outpouring was humongous. You know, there was so many people that came out, you know, to talk about Jay Briscoe and and a lot of times you see people saying some nice things, but like it was all over the place extremely uh, quickly. I never had the opportunity to have him wrestle on any of our shows. You know, we've talked a few times uh, through Kenny King, obviously who was in ring of honor and you know, he was a guy that everybody had nothing but good things to say about. You know, even even before this, and you know, it, it it is it's just tragic. You know, when you when you hear the story, it's like, man, somebody crossed over, it and and there is nothing you can do about it. And it's great to see that the the kids are going to be okay. But you know, it, it's a tag team, the Briscoes, that not enough people know their greatness. Uh, because of being in Ring of Honor and, and never getting that opportunity in WWE, there's a lot of people who only heard the name on Twitter and Facebook this past weekend. And just the matches that they had recently, and of course they couldn't be on AEW, but when they did the pay-per-views with FTR, you know everything was 
how great the Briscoes were, and it's just a shame, you know, another tragedy in wrestling. Fish, your thoughts on uh, the passing of Jay? Yeah, obviously, when someone as young as he is loses his life, it's absolutely tragic, and the loss for the wrestling world is massive. The outpouring, as as Joe was saying, it, it's a lot. Reminds me a lot of when Brody Lee died. It was that same kind of outpouring, and it, it is just. The, the worst part about it is, like you said, there was just nothing that could have been done. It was going to happen, and it's absolutely brutal. I feel absolutely horrible, obviously, for his family and for Mark, who now has to continue on without his, not only his brother, but or not only his partner, but his brother. So it it, it is truly a tragedy in, in all senses of the word and, and just a shame. And it is really good to see how many people from how many different arenas and walks of life are are commenting on how amazing a person he was. You know, and what really struck me about everything that I saw on Twitter, and I, I retweeted uh, a lot of the um, tweets that I saw talking about Jay, was just how, how caring he was, how he would go out of his way for everybody, how he was, you know, a real leader and a, and a mentor to so many professional wrestlers. Um, and just how much he loved his family, and you know, and thank God that GoFundMe has done so well. I don't know if it cleared that two hundred thousand yet. I know it was up around like one hundred and sixty or something like that. So if you want to make a donation, you can do that. And because obviously the family's going to have a lot to deal with um, after all this is settled down. And you know, it just it just really blew me away how many people were coming out and and talking about Jay because you know you would think well he was in Ring of Honor you know yeah but you know of course Ring of Honor was a very popular promotion for a long time and so many superstars that are wrestling today came out of the ROH system which means they work with Jay and they knew Jay and and really the Briscoes in terms of being a tag team you know probably one of the top 3 to 5 tag teams in the world um you know, the matches with FTR. I don't think there's a probably year. about it. I think there's definitely one of yeah. the top the three, or five, three to five tag teams in the world right now. You know, really, um, you know, reminded everyone how amazing these guys were. And, you know, to me, how sad it was that they were never put on the world stage like they should have been because of what happened. So, um, so, you know, unfortunately, uh, We've we've lost Jay and and you know we want to wish his family all the best, but I I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, you know we're we're talking about Jay not getting on WWE or AEW television. Well, why did that happen? And if you don't know the story, uh, back in 2013, uh, Jay made a tweet when Delaware passed uh, same sex marriage that uh, he was not in approval of it and. Uh, that had haunted them ever since. Uh, he and he and Mark were not hired by WWE. They probably should have been a long time ago. Uh, both very, both of them, very talented guys. And AEW was not allowed to put the Briscoes on the on Dynamite or Rampage because of that tweet from ten years ago when he was twenty eight, and. You know, to me, the, the the cancel culture situation with that, you know, this is Warner Brothers Discovery, the same company who kept a guy on for CNN who was caught playing with himself on a conference call. This is the same company that is still employing Ezra Miller, who was grooming kids 
and assaulting people. Uh, and is going to be in a blockbuster movie coming up here very shortly uh, and maybe continuing in his role as The Flash. And, <laughs> and Sorry, for, it's just ironic that his nickname is called The Flash. Yeah. It? And but but somehow some way they couldn't do a tribute to Jay on the show. They ended up actually taping a, a tribute that they're going to play on the Ring of Honor channel um, later on. So they actually after the the dynamite was over, they did a special uh, tribute show to Jay after that. Now of course the wrestlers were putting on armbands and doing everything it could and met got mentioned on there. They. They did do a graphic a couple of times during the show. And to WWE's credit, they did mention him on um, NXT and SmackDown, uh, rightfully so. Uh, but, you know, to me, that is a real tragedy, a real tragedy that because he ticked off the wrong person a decade ago that he was not forgiven for that and given a chance, at, you know, especially with being with AEW, they, the, the risk should have been on that show. Well, I agree that he, he they, they, they should have done that. They should have uh, absolutely done the tribute to him. The fact that it was a decade ago means nothing. It, it's it, if that's his point of view, that's his point of view, regardless of when it was a decade ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. Well, so, and he apologized repeatedly. What more is he supposed to do? I don't know. You know what, what, what know. more is he supposed to do? I, I'm not. I don't want to get. He's into twenty a, years I, old. I, I don't well, wanna, I, well, I, actually, I'm not going to get into a political discussion with you about it right now. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And but. The fact that WWE didn't hire him may have been a mistake, but at the same time, Vince McMahon's lack of uh, of love for tag teams is more than obvious. And while, they, yeah, they absolutely should have been hired by WWE, they weren't more because of, I think, their Vince McMahon's short-sightedness when it comes to the tag team division. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on that? Well, unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of speech. And, you, you know, you have to be careful of everything you say. And and as you said, with AEW, you know, somebody in a very high place made that decision. And, you know, we saw it from the beginning that for whatever reason, they were not going to allow them to be, you know, a part of it. And, you know, it, it's a shame, you know. The thing is, you have to be careful what you say because we've seen over the years that this is what's what's happening, and nobody's giving anybody the benefit of doubt. Nobody's giving anybody second chances uh, in, in in these situations uh, unless they feel like it. And in some cases, people ride through. and And I saw uh, Effie. Uh, mm-hmm. make a comment and, and, and basically talk about how, you know, well, he had gotten along with, with Jay Briscoe over the years. And, and again, n- nobody had a negative thing to say about him in any way. And it, it's just disappointing that, you know, that this world has become the way it is. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that too, because when you, if, if you were accusing Jay of being a homophobe or something like that, Effie, uh, if you don't know who he is, is uh, most uh, most of the time you've seen him uh, on the independent scene has been in GCW, and uh, you know he's he's very vocal about his support of the LGBTQ community, um, you know, and has spoken out over the years that he hasn't gotten bookings because he's gay and so on. Well, he did get to work a few times with with Jay, and he said 
Jay Briscoe showed me respect and love when everyone told me he wouldn't. If you knew Jay, you knew he would uplift everyone in the locker room, regardless of whatever world uh, they came to wrestling from. The best, rest easy, brother. If that's coming from him, if he can forgive Jay, then why couldn't why couldn't somebody in, the, in an upper management company do it? I I I just don't get it. I I think it's I think it was terrible that he got blackballed like that, and you know time should have healed that wound. And you know WB can forgive so many people about doing things that they shouldn't have done that are way worse than a bad tweet. But you know Jay Briscoe got blackballed. I I I just find it appalling, and they should have allowed a tribute show, and that that really chapped me. It really did. So that's. What I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Thoughts? Anybody? No. I, I've I, I've voiced my opinion on it, so okay. I'm, I'm leaving it at that. All right, fair enough. Well, um, but once again, we want to wish the family of uh, and friends of Jay Briscoe and the entire wrestling community all the best, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, just keep supporting Jay's family, and hopefully, the kids are going to completely recover. And you know, I know they even shut the school down, uh, school district down there for where the kids went uh, for the day uh, after this happened. Uh, you know, very tight community there down in Delaware. So, want to wish them all the best, and uh, you know, and hopefully Mark's going to recover, and maybe we'll get to see Mark wrestling on. I I, I hope that's going to happen fairly soon. So, that'll be interesting to see where where Mark's career goes from there because he's pretty darn good too. So I I would think that that may be one of the tougher things for him to do is lace the boots back on. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, it may be very therapeutic for him, but it, it, it's got to be tough to not only lose, obviously, your longtime partner, but your brother. Yeah, it, and I, you know, but I, I'm sure that Mark is probably once he gets gets over this a little bit, and you know, time passes, that I I can't imagine he's not going to be back in the ring. I I mean. I'm sure Jay would probably be telling him, Dude, get, back, get back in the ring. Get back in there. You know, don't give up because, I mean, you know, and, and Mark is a very talented guy, too. I mean, Jay won the world championships. I know Mark won the TV title and stuff, but, you know, was always kind of the second guy. But Mark's a pretty darn good wrestler. Too, they, so. they weren't twin brothers, correct? They were, what is is Jay the older of the two? Uh, Jay's the older, I believe. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So, well, we wish him all the best. So, I guess that kind of wraps up on the Briscoes. So we're going to take a break and a whole lot of other news going on in the world of professional wrestling. Vince McMahon continues to rear his ugly head. More stories about Vince and the Royal Rumble's coming up, guys. Saturday night. Yes, it is. We'll have our predictions and so much more. So stick around. We'll back more from on the Mark Oak show here on KDWN stick around we'll be right back One oh one five FM K Don This is the Mark Hoax Show The Mark Hoax Show Here again your host Mark Hoax And we are back on the Mark Hoax Show on KDWN the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We've taken over every verse, the universe, the multiverse, poetry verses. Every single one. Every one of them, because we're that darned good. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. Andrew Fishfane sitting across from me here. Yes, sir. 
Joe DeFalco, Future Stars of Wrestling. Joe, you got a big event coming up, by the way. Yes, huge. No escape. Uh, every year we do a uh, show based around the uh, good old steel cage. And uh, this year we're going to have three steel cage matches. The uh, FSW Heavyweight Championship, uh, Hammerstone, also the MLW champion. He'll be defending against Ice Williams inside the cage. Uh, Viva Van, our women's champion, who you probably have seen on AEW Dark in the past, is taking on our former champion, Maserati, who, you know, she's made the rounds. She's been on Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW. She's been all over the place. Another homegrown talent, you know, trained in FSW. And then uh, we have a special grudge match. We're calling it our No Escape no escape match where you can't escape the cage. The only way to win is through a pinfall and submission uh, between Nick Xander, one of our uh, another young up and coming superstars taking on Nick Bugatti and your favorite guy, Danny Limelight. He's uh, challenging Fish's favorite guy, Matt Vandergriff for the No Limits title. It's going to be a great card. I was at No Escape last year. Amazing, amazing night of wrestling. So make sure you check that out fswvegas.com get your tickets now before it's too late i will say this and i'm not just saying it because joe's part of the show but every show that they've ever done that i've been a witness to or heard about has been an amazing show you cannot have there is no there is no bad fsw card man that's gonna be that main event's gonna be fun williams is a very very good wrestler and, and hammerstone is just a freak of nature just hammerstone's a beast oh yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago, or last week, I guess it was, uh, Gabe Sapowski, who used to run Evolve, and uh, Paul Heyman's personal assistant and right-hand man. He's part of WWE once again. Uh, he came down to our show and uh, checked out training on the Thursday and basically scouting. You know, he let us know that the Triple H regime as of right now, is uh, still in place. He said, you know, he could be getting a text any time that he's going to be fired, but they're <laughs> going to go business as usual. And business as usual is there, you know, the athletes that Vince McMahon was very high on and, and forgetting about the uh, independent wrestlers, uh, they're going back to the old ways. They're going to incorporate both. So uh, as much as the athletes... Uh, Triple H is high on that, but he also feels that the indie wrestlers are also needing to be looked at once again. So, you know, hopefully FSW and, and a lot of the better schools that are around. Gabe's also the extra booker for uh, Raw and SmackDown, so we're hoping that we're going to have a good influx of FSW talent when WWE comes to uh, Vegas for SmackDown uh, March 24th, which actually will be the weekend of our next Big Mecca event. So a lot of good things happening. Yeah. Las Vegas is just going crazy. It is wrestling nuts here. In you know, before Sin before City. you guys go on, I wanted to see your thoughts. Did you see the new Carrion Cross video with uh, Kevin Sullivan? No, I didn't see that. It was really weird. Uh, I saw a thing and, and cross-posted it, and there's really no mention of WWE. And then I checked on the Twitter, and he posted it there. Uh, basically, Kevin Sullivan portrays his father. It's called The Name of the Father. You should check it out. Uh, and in the in the video, Kevin Sullivan 
I assume, is supposed to be Kevin Cross, his father. And he addresses him as Kevin. Uh, Scarlett comes in and calls him Carrion. And Kevin Sullivan's like, that's not his name. It was very interesting because it had no WWE reference to it whatsoever. And I'm curious as to where it is going. So when you guys get a chance, check it out. That would be interesting because if for those old time fans, you know, like like us, for example, who remember the Kevin Sullivan reign of terror in Florida championship wrestling, uh, where he did the whole satanic thing with Bob Roop and uh, woman and the, oh my, it, it was one of the most incredible angles that you'll still ever see if you go back and watch some of the old time wrestling from uh, from Florida. It was incredible. And to see Kevin Sullivan getting with, with Cross, that would be something else, Fish, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those this the, the character of Karrion Cross almost calls out for a guy like Kevin Sullivan. So if somehow that's a pairing that's going to be in WWE, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be interesting to see Kevin in WWE again. Although the problem but, is... But, Kevin, but I thought Kevin was working for... Kevin's working for AEW. The, the problem with Kevin's production with AEW, isn't he? That I'm not sure, right. but but the problem with with a Kevin Sullivan led issue is it becomes a little too similar to Bray Wyatt. Well, maybe there's a collision coming. That's very true. Who knows? But uh, there is a Kevin Sullivan who is a production guy. He's he used to be the head of production at Impact. I think that's what you're talking about. Okay, so got a, got a different one there. All right. Well, pretty interesting stuff there. Well, and speaking of of satanic things going on in WWE. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that, that may have been a little too far. Vince McMahon has extended the reign of terror since his return. Boy, don't cross the boss on that one. Don't ever cross the boss. <laughs> Holy cow. Vince has come in and he has brought back a bunch of his old employees that are Vince McMahon people Um Let's see. Uh, Executive Vice President of Operations Chief of Staff Brad Bloom was brought back. It was he was supposedly had taken a leave of absence or had been fired. He is back. Of course, Vince has stacked the board of directors in WWE as well. So Vince is doing with executives what Triple H did with wrestlers. Something along those lines. And now, if you didn't see this one, Vince McMahon has set this up so that his that that uh, stockholder approval is not needed to approve his actions as we proceed with the media deals and potential sale of world wrestling entertainment. Uh, those mercy. were so that was just a filing with the uh, SEC a little while ago. Guys, Vince McMahon is putting an iron hold on WWE. Is it a and of course, there's been reports as well that he's been making suggestions on creative, just suggestions. Oh Lord, he's not taking car- charge of creative, but he's making suggestions. Is it only a matter of time before Vince is back on TV and taking charge of this whole thing again? If he's making suggestions, then it, that's the next logical step. It's, they're no longer suggestions; they are edicts. And it's just going to be a shame because that means everything that has been – all the good faith that that Triple H has built up, everything that he's got working will be destroyed. 
Joe, what are your thoughts on on Vince kind of getting his toe back in the water here? Well, you know, if you're a uh, happy Corbin fan, I think that's good news for a lot of people. <laughs> I think the, uh, the the guy that's going to knock off Roman Reigns is already in the company and, and ready to roll. Uh, I saw FTR made a comment that now they'd have to, you know, they seem to have been a slam dunk to head back to WWE. And, and now uh, I think that takes in question. He was on the podcast talking about how, uh, Vince McMahon tried to bring them down by saying they were going to ne- be the next Tully and Arn, and they took it as a compliment, but it wasn't meant as a compliment from Vince <laughs> McMahon. No, wow. it was. Yeah, I, I saw that too. That the FTR was like, "Hey, we we thought it was great." Vince was trying to insult them, and it was yeah, not not an insult at all to them. Yeah, this is you know, and and that that FTR comment is something that you know we talked about last week a little bit that the. The pipeline of everybody saying, you know, that was in AEW saying, oh, we're just going to go back to WWE. Now that Vince is back there, that that pipeline is closing quick. I I don't think that that Vince real and you know maybe he doesn't care, but I don't think that Vince realized that people don't want to work for him. It well, it's it. <sighs> His next few moves and the next couple of weeks will be very uh, determinative about what happens. Because if he does indeed get himself back on TV and and start making moves, then yeah, you're right. But if he does, for some reason, stick to his word, which I don't believe he would, and and back away and and let Triple H do what he's doing, then I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. Joe, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see because uh, this Monday they have the uh, Raw is XXX, which when you go on Google searches probably isn't the, <laughs> you know, what they were what they were looking to do. But, you know, they're bringing back some of the real big names and um, people are curious as if Vince McMahon is going to make an appearance on Monday. I, I couldn't imagine he wouldn't. That ego is just too big. Or thirtieth anniversary show. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would imagine he'd be there, but I don't think him being there on Monday means anything one way or the other as far as taking over creative control. Well, I'm, I'm talking about him being on TV. That's what I think would be uh, a very interesting part. Yeah, I, I would assume he's going to be there, but I'm talking about being on TV for the fans to see. I, I think what'll be interesting it will be the fan, if he is on TV, the fan reaction to him. And how he takes that, because it's possible the fans could be sick of his antics and show him what for. And that would be very interesting to see McMahon, not as the Mr. McMahon character necessarily, just as Vince McMahon and getting booed. Yeah, I don't don't believe he will. I think the crowd would welcome him back with open arms. Yeah, well, things are, there's some people that are not welcoming Vince McMahon back with open arms. And I wanted to hit these two stories before we get to the break. Uh, the first one, there there has been a lawsuit filed against Vince McMahon as a bunch of shareholders are apparently coming after him for his actions that he's been taking uh, on as on his return to the board of directors. Uh, he already had one shareholder sue him, and now the Detroit police. This is an interesting one. Detroit's police and firemen retirement system sued McMahon last Thursday. They're seeking a declaration that would effectively block him from regaining control of WWE's board of directors and prevent him from expediting a sale of the company. 
So, well, you know, the, they should be uh, upset. The uh, stock has risen like 30% since McMahon's there. And since they probably didn't put it in the fund, now they're wondering where the money is. They're like, oh, it's Vince McMahon's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And, of course, uh, and that goes along with that other suit that was filed in Delaware uh, as a class action uh, suit on behalf of other WWE stockholders saying that McMahon breached fiduciary duties as controlling stockholder by imposing his personal will on WWE and preventing the board of directors from making critical business decisions. And I uh, believe that could slow down or complicate a sale of WWE. So that's going on. And then oh, what I don't understand is how can you, you're going to sue that you're, that you've made more money on your stock. Uh, well, it, it, it's interesting, but I, th- I think that what everybody's worried about is, is that, I mean, you know, I know the stock bounced for now, but you got to wonder, you know, if that's going to hold up or not. And there's certainly some concerns about, you know, whether Vince is going to be acting in his best interest or the best interest of the stockholders. I think that's the that's the issue. Well, as a stockholder, Vince, of course, is going to be making a lot of money, and if he gets a higher amount of a sale, that's more money for everybody. So I, I don't know; it's a little complicated. And you know, I'm not well, I'm not a stockbroker, but you know, when somebody says, hey, your stock went up 20%, I think that means I would have made more money. I don't know. It usually does. That is, that is a good point. Uh, and then the other story, and this is one that has been hanging over Vince's head for a very long time, and I'm sure that he is probably glad, as long as a lot of people are, that this is over. Uh, the Rita Chatterton situation, of course, she had accused Vince of raping her in the back of a limousine in 1986 and that has finally been settled uh so she she was trying to get uh 11.7 million dollars and they settled for less though the figure was not revealed uh but uh, Vince McMahon of course denying that anything bad happened but that one's out of the way and and honestly guys and, and fish that was a big one uh to get that finally cleared up yeah, and and settling as a way of saying, yeah, I'm guilty and I'm going to lose. Here's some money to go away. Sometimes. Sometimes it's... Most I'm, of the time, I'm, because if you're innocent, you don't pay somebody. Innocent people don't pay people off. Well, Michael Jackson did, so there, there's there's the innocent one. <laughs> yeah, but some it, just on the other side, that sometimes it's just companies feel the PR issues and the costs of litigation and so on are going to be it's just better to settle and get it over with but but fish do i agree with you yes so no but but but, but, yeah, do, he but got it, he, i was gonna say he got it over with it only took him 37 years so yeah and and clearly this is another situation that he was trying to get out of the way so that this didn't pop up during sale negotiations right so now this is done as well now we still have that one with the uh therapist in uh, California, uh, the massage therapist in California, who was suing Vince. Her husband went after him with a baseball bat. So we'll see where that ends up. But it looks like Vince trying to clean up the clean up the house before he sells it. Probably not a bad idea. Not at all. Well, you kind of <laughs> have to, don't you? Well, you would think. You would think. All right. So let's step back, take another break. And when we return... We're starting to get into Royal Rumble time. It's coming up this weekend. 
Plus, a lot of fun stuff happening on AEW as well. And Sami Zayn is apparently turned a celebration into a trial. <laughs> Ruh, well, stick around, well, everybody. The good news is Vince McMahon's going to be. Uh... Uh, he's going to be the one in charge of the segment of the trial, so he knows right. how it works. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, for lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And it's not just me. I got two great co-hosts here. Joe and who else? Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, just, just, just crinkling around there. Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling wants to go, go to FSW Vegas. Hey, if you want to be a wrestler, you can learn to be a wrestler or manager. I'm, I'm going to be the new No Limits champion. You're you're going to the only No Limits you have is there's no limits to your delusions. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Pretty bad, but go to fswvegas.com and check it out. We'd appreciate it. And by the way, guys, of course, there's some football games going on later today. There are, yeah. Yeah, we got the couple of the divisional round what, games what, what, in the NFL. What games are going on? Well, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on those Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, baby. With a minus five and a half line. I don't on, like the line, but I like the Bills. And uh, the Dallas. Yeah, me, me, same here. Dallas, I love Buffalo. But. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, minus four. On betonline.ag if you want to go place a bet. And you know what? Fish... Let's say you wanted to bet fifteen hundred dollars right now. I wanted only, to bet fifteen hundred dollars right now, but you only had a thousand. I'd be SOL. No, you wouldn't, because if you go to markhokeshow dot com and click on the graphic and then put in that code BOL one thousand, you can get a match five a fifty percent matching bonus up to one thousand dollars. No, that means you could bet fifteen hundred on that game. Really, you didn't have it. Wow. Plus, you can bet on professional wrestling. How about snooker. Snooker is on the board. Soccer, I, love some, I love me some snooker. Martial arts, tennis, uh, politics, anything you want. Holy mackerel. It's ridiculous. It's like a dream come true. It is. If you're better, what are you doing? Go to MarkHokeShow.com uh, Absolutely. Right have to now. go there. You got to go there first because that's how we get credit for it. Click on the banner, then put in that code, and boom. And you can bet on who's going to win the Royal Rumble. And, and, and bet on me to be the new No Limits champion. And uh, that's like a plus two billion. See, and you bet fifteen hundred on that, you'll be loaded. Oh, good lord! Well, before we get too far into the WWE stuff, uh, 
I do want to mention, of course, Raw is coming up. We've got the Raw is... XXX. I don't know what, what they were thinking on that. Well, I do, but whatever. But we, we do have the Raw is XXX show. It's the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Unbelievable. I mean, and especially if you look back at the, the first show ever from, what was it, the, the something ballroom in New York. Hammerstein. Hammerstein, Hammerstein yeah. ballroom, yeah. Versus what it, what Raw has become, it, the, the difference is absolutely amazing. It is pretty incredible. It's been 30 years of memories. Stark, I believe, is the term. Stark. We've got a lot of uh, big names coming back for this one. Uh, Hulk Hogan is going to be there. Uh, we've got, I had the list, and of course, I somehow managed to lose it. There we go. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, Mike Rotunda, otherwise known as Ernon Scheister. Maybe he's Uncle Howdy. That would be fun. Uh, Alundra Billy's Godfather, Jimmy Hart, uh, Triple H, uh, so many others are going to be back. Uh, Rikishi, Samu are going to be there. Of course, they're going to be involved in this trial of Sami Zayn. What's going on? It was going to be a bloodline celebration, but apparently for some reason we have to put Sami Zayn on trial before the Royal Rumble. But, guys, uh, your thoughts? I mean, God, it's been 30 years. 30 years of Monday Night Raw. Love him or hate him, Vince McMahon changed the face of wrestling with Monday Night Raw. He, he made it viable that you could have a live show on, almost live, because there were times that it was taped, but a live show on every single week and still survive and, and build your product and build towards pay-per-views and make pay, the pay-per-views, or now PLEs, that much more exciting to watch. So it it was it, it, it I mean it it didn't see necessarily seem it at the time but it was history making. Yeah, Joe, we got about thirty seconds. Your thoughts on this big Monday Night yeah, Raw coming it, up? Well, it's crazy because if you look at the first Raw back in those days, you know it was all jobber matches, and you know is Iron Mike Sharp going to be there? Barry Horowitz. Around. Yeah, Barry's still around. That would be fun. Brook and Brawler. Didn't he get fired? Oh, he's always around. Yeah, he's he's always hanging around. Steve Lombardi. Yeah, but it this is this, but it's going to be a fun night. And uh, of course, the main match on the card right now is Bobby Lashley taking on Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Just wonder if they're going to switch that round again. Cage match between We're Becky break Lynch again and uh, and Bailey. Oh yeah, that too. So a lot of good stuff going on. Should be a terrific show. Speaking of terrific show, we've got one more hour of ours coming up. So stick around for that. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, and MarkHokeShow.com for the website. Podcasts are available, all your favorite podcast outlets. And, of course, just go to MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com, and you can download those, like, people from over 160 countries and territories have across this planet. Where Joe and Fish were heard everywhere, and it's kind of crazy. So stick around for more. We'll be right back on The Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. 
And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.